Welcome back to the Work Miha podcast, a place for mujeres motivated to cultivate the life they deserve. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Miha, an apparel and accessories brand for Latinas who unapologetically celebrate their culture through empowering and relatable messages. Thank you for joining me and enjoy these inspiring conversations. Hello and welcome. Today I'm joined by Jennifer Delgado. Jennifer is the founder of Artesanias La Luna, an artisanal boutique on a mission to share our stories. Growing up, Jennifer struggled connecting with her roots. As a former DACA recipient, she wanted to encourage her community, que si se puede. Artesanias La Luna was created to keep our culture alive through Mexican art. Jennifer wants to inspire people in her community while creating safe spaces to grow. I am so excited to have Jennifer on the podcast today, especially because we originally met at a pop-up, and now she is my neighbor at the Berwyn shop. So welcome, welcome, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm super excited to be here and chat today a little bit more about everything that's been going on. Yes, and Jennifer is usually a very chatty, chatty one, and so am I, so we'll see how long this episode runs, <laughs> but to kick it off, as we like to do here on the Work Miha podcast, we like to, you know, do a little icebreaker with your astrological placements, and Jennifer already knew hers, so I wanted to share what we call our sun, our moon, and our rising, so for her sun sign, which is your identity and where you shine, Jennifer is an Aries Sun, very fiery, passionate, motivated, maybe sometimes impulsive, maybe a little dramatica. We call it passion, though. <laughs> and then her moon sign, which rules your body and your emotions. She is a Libra moon, which is funny because this is kind of like, the, what do they call sister signs, the opposite of the Aries. Um, so our Libras are known for their peacefulness, their natural charisma. They value justice and keeping the peace above all else and Definitely when I talk to Jennifer, I've met her. She definitely gives me level-headed vibes. Um, so that's a nice balance with that Aries sun. And finally, her rising sign, which can be your motivation for life. She is an Aquarius rising. This is such a crazy little mix-up here. We have fire, air, air. That Aquarius, um, our Aquarius, they're very much individuals. They're not going to be the followers. They're not concerned with following the pack. They're very much humanitarians, you know, intellectuals versus the emotional mindedness. So I thought that was an interesting makeup. Um, what do you feel like you feel these things about yourself, Jennifer? Yes. So um, it's so funny because before I started to get into astrology, you know, I just, I was going by like my, my sun sign, which is Aries. So I definitely am a little too passionate sometimes, <laughs> but then I've also had those moments where it's like, I really tried to balance everything and be fair. So when I started getting into astrology and reading into like my, my moon signs, my rising signs, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this makes sense. Like I see yeah. why I could go from like, ah, yes. To like, very like just fair. Um, growing up, I thought I was going to be a lawyer <laughs> just because of like the way, um, my personality has always been like, I've really been very passionate, but I've also loved to be very fair. So I guess that would explain the areas, the Libra and then the, the Libra. Yeah. yeah. Libra. Def I feel like a lot of Libra patients are very much in that justice 
type of roles, politicians, stuff like that. That's crazy. And you're quite the diplomat in person, so <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh, my gosh. Well, now that we got to know a little bit about Jennifer, astrologically, let's see where these placements come up in your life, career, what you've been up to. But, Jennifer, can you tell us more about who you are, where you're from, and what the path to entrepreneurship looked like? Like, what were you doing right before maybe you started Artesanias La Luna? Okay. Um, yeah, so again, my name is Jennifer. Um, I was born in Mexico. I'm from Tasco Guerrero, and I came to the United States when I was five years old. So I was raised here my whole life. I've lived in Chicago, um, you know, ever since I can remember. I grew up in the Logan Square neighborhood and then kind of just moved next door, which is in the Hermosa neighborhood. So I've been in the same area my whole life. Um, and then for my entrepreneur journey, I guess I've always have like that entrepreneur mindset. Um, I just didn't really start tapping into it until a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was a little bit right before the pandemic. So I was able to go to Mexico for the first time in 2020. And when I went to Mexico, because of how uncertain my future looked, I quit my job. So, um, yeah, because I wasn't sure if I was going to come back. I wasn't sure what's gonna, what was going to happen, you know, with like my, um, my residency card and all of that. So I quit my job. And then when I came back, I was basically jobless. Um, oh and I had to kind of just decide what I wanted to do. And I've always been very hardworking. Um, I started working at a very young age just because I knew that my, my chances here weren't as everybody else's just because I was an immigrant, you know, like growing up, I didn't have that opportunity, you know, to sign up for like financial aid, you know, all these other programs. So I had to really kind of just figure it out. So I depended a lot on my community. So I got all of like my certifications through community programs like um, Instituto del Progreso Latino. After I graduated from high school, I actually got my CNA through them. <laughs> um, I've always loved helping people and I was really into nursing during that time. So I was going to school um, to be a nurse and then kind of just life happened. It was really hard to balance, you know, um, going to school for nursing, working a full-time job and then, you know, being at home. Um, I ended up finding out I was pregnant. So, you know, when you have all of those things going on, mm. you really have to like, you know, figure out your priorities, especially because I paid everything out of pocket. So um, that's when I started getting more into like, um, you know, like nine to five jobs, corporate America, just because they were paying better than like, you know, the nursing home where I was working at um, as a CNA. So once I started doing that, I started, you know, meeting more people, getting more certifications. I got uh, licensed through property and casualty with State Farm. <laughs> so I, I have a really long resume just because, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't realize that that's the way that you're going to move up in life. You know, sometimes I know like I've had friends that have gone to college and, you know, they spent all their years in college and were doing like internships and things like that. And, you know, while they were doing that, I was building my resume. Um, so when I got to a point where I was like, Hey, like I have a pretty good resume. Like I literally worked in different fields. Like I think I could do this on my own. So I basically incorporated everything that I've learned through like my past life experiences, my jobs, um, everything that I've learned together. And like, you know, like let's build a business. So that's where 
uh, the idea of like, let's start a business, let's see what we do, um, kind of started. And when I went to Mexico, it was a huge cultural shock. Like the media really hit me because mm. like I was born over there, but I didn't sound like I was from over there. I didn't mm -hmm. look or act like I was from over there. And then I was here, but I knew I was Mexican and like, I didn't belong here. Like, I, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, my nationality is Mexicana, you know, like my pasaporte is Mexico, like from Mexico. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just very, very shocking, I guess, to go through that experience. And then, um, you know, seeing how busy it was during, well, like right before the pandemic and then how like everybody wasn't able to work after the pandemic just because a lot of these artisans relied a lot on tourism you know people that were buying their stuff because in mexico um sometimes people don't have that extra cash to buy artesanias like they have to worry about what they're gonna eat what they're gonna buy for like um mm -hmm. you know their house and things like that so um i when i was out there and speaking to artesanos speaking to like people from the pueblos you know many of them don't really buy artesanias it's the tourists that buy mm -hmm. the artesanías just because you know they want the recuerditos they want the gifts and all of that stuff um so when i was coming up with my business plan i'm like you know what i think i could do something where i get to help two different people in two different places so that's why i decided to go with artesanías so when i started going to mexico i was looking for specific people to work with um so a lot of family-owned businesses women-owned businesses not just like sourcing from the mercados or like rebuying uh stuff that was being sold so i wanted to be extremely intentional with everything that i was doing so that's where the concept of artesanías la luna came into place and then i was also doing uh community work at that time for a nonprofit organization so it really kind of just like worked very well together And now that we're at the Berwyn shops, um, we started doing events just because for uh, next year, I really want to start incorporating doing more uh, workshops, community events and things like that to, you know, bring us together because we are stronger together. And I feel like many times, especially in our communities, we don't work together just because we see each other as competition. But something that I've learned is that there's no competition. Like the only competition that you have is with yourself and we all have different skills. And when we put them together, it's like magic because there's things I know that, you know, you might not know. And there's things that you know that I might not know. And it's like, when we are able to combine all of our skill sets, like we are so much stronger. So that's why, you know, I started to do all of the things that I started to do. I'm also a mom. So, you know, I really want to inspire my daughter to just be the best version of herself. You know, growing up, I definitely struggled with my, ident my identity just because, you know, I was an immigrant. I didn't know what was going on, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, you're like, yeah, you're, you live here and you're like, yeah, I want to say I'm from Chicago, but like, you know, you're not really from Chicago. Like, you know, you're from Mexico, so you can't say that. So it was really hard growing up. Um, but you know, now after everything that I've been through, I want to say that's the reason why I feel so empowered now to be able to do the things that I do, because it's like, I come, you know, from a minority household. Um, my mom was a single mom, you know, I'm an immigrant. So it's like, I had all of the odds against me, but I still, you know, I pushed through, I did it. And, you know, now we're here and we really want to inspire people, especially that been in my position to be like hey si se puede like we got this we could do this we just gotta work together and figure it out because anything's possible when you're passionate and when you really want to do things with the right intention
Oh my gosh, yeah, passion, Aries passion, I love it. Yeah. Oh my, and yeah, like I mean, that's really great, you know, to figure out what it is you really wanted to do, and like you said, help two different spots, right? And so for you, when you decided to start sourcing your products, like, how did you even know like which products you wanted to start off with? I mean, like, is probably I'm not sure how like the whole sourcing or where you go, like depending on Mexico, but there's probably an array of different beautiful products. Like even for me as I've gone like just to visit, I was like, where do I even start? What do I want? What do I need? But for you as a business, you're like, what am I gonna start off with? What is a thing that maybe my audience that I'm trying to curate going to want? What are we gonna be known for? Like how did you even what did you start off with? <laughs> yeah, so I started with silver jewelry. So because I'm from Tasco mm -hmm. Guerrero Tasco is very well known for its silver. Um, the moment I stepped foot in Tasco, like I just felt like I belonged there. Like it was just like this feeling I can't even explain. I fell in love with everything from the houses to the Socalo, to the barrios, to the streets, everything. So when I was out there, I was really inspired by the way the Pueblo Magico is, you know, from like the streets to the silver to everything. So when I started sourcing, I really wanted to combine all of that into products that like are like, oh my God, like this is so pretty. Or like, I haven't seen this before. Or like, if you've seen it, you haven't seen it in silver just because silver, um, you know, sometimes isn't as popular as gold. You know, everywhere where you go, mm -hmm. you see, you know, the stuff that's like bañada and plat and oro or like, you know, stuff like that. So um, with silver, I've always been kind of like a silver. Well, actually I wear both, right? I wear gold and silver. But I've always loved silver, too, just because, you know, I'm from Tasco and Tasco's such, you know, uh, um, what's it called? A place for silver. So I really wanted to um, start with that just because it's where I'm from. I wanted to connect a little bit more. So when I went over there, um, I started looking for plateria. So a lot of these uh, people own small platerias or they, you know, sell their stuff in like the tianguis. Um, so when I was out there, I was trying to meet new people, see where they were getting their stuff from, if they would do it, if somebody else would do it. Um, my dad was in Tasco, so he was a, t a taxi driver. So he did all of the tourism stuff in Tasco. Oh. So he had a lot of connections, um, out there. So I got to meet a couple of different people that own platerias. And I mean, he grew up there his whole life. So everybody knew him, you know, when you're from the Pueblo, everybody knows you. So he was able mm -hmm. to kind of help me, you know, get those connections going and then, Little by little, I started obviously going on my own and, you know, just doing all of this um, by myself. Um, so that's when I started meeting the people. And now I've been able to build relationship with certain um, artesanos out there that ships the stuff. And then when I go out there, mm. um, I try to buy stuff from like different um, joyerias just to see like the quality of their products, see how they are, how they feel. And if I feel like we've made a good connection, then I'll bring them on as one of my vendors. Nice, nice. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, even starting off, too, like, do you feel like from when you started to maybe, like, now as you're growing, like, what did your first couple of orders look like? Do you feel like your, like, quantities have grown, you know, because, like, yes. budget is definitely a thing, right? Yeah, so I started off my business, I want to say, with, like, like, 300 to $500. Like, I remember mm -hmm. the first time I went to Mexico, I was like, all right, we're going to test it out. We're going to do this, you know, see with like our families, our friends, a ver como nos funciona kind of deal. So um, the first time I went, I specifically just focused on bringing 
uh, silver jewelry. And then I also brought like two different pairs of huaraches because I've always mm. loved huaraches. So I was like, okay, let's see how it goes. And then I think I brought like a couple other stuff, like little bags and stuff. So just to kind of test out what was the thing that was going to sell the most with like my market and the silver jewelry did freaking great. So right off the start, it was something that was very popular um, and slowly but surely, you know, we started to add more um, into our inventory. Um, but because we offer different stuff, I do everything per collection. So I try to only bring mm -hmm. a certain amount of pieces and then, you know, add a collection like, you know, like the Tasco collection or like a Protejete collection of just like little evil eyes. Um, and then now that I'm at the Berwyn shops, I offer from silver jewelry to the huaraches, um, to hats and other little accessories and things like that. So I've definitely grown a lot, um, especially from the moment that I stepped foot into the Berwyn shops, I was able to reach a much broader audience that, you know, people could really, you know, enjoy my products. So when I was online, I was kind of targeting more of like the 20 to 40 years old, um, you know, like Latinas, Latinos, mm -hmm. and eventually, you know, when I started doing markets, you know, I noticed that, you know, people all, you know, from all races, um, all ethnicities, all ages were buying my products. Um, and then I realized like, hey, you know, like for people that are Mexican, you know, it's a way for them to connect to the roots since we source from different regions of Mexico. And for people who are Mexican, it's a great way for them to understand like the beauty, the craftsmanship of the things that, you know, I offer because I have like these little beaded bracelets. And mm -hmm. I've done, I've tried to do them because I do some of like the wire jewelry and beaded stuff. And I kid you not, it took me about two hours to make a bracelet. Wow. And when I was in Mexico, I was seeing uh, the abuelita that, you know, does uh, Doña Carmen. Well, she's, you know, she's the abuelita Aww. over there. Her Shout name is Doña, Doña Carmen. Carmen. <laughs> yeah, she literally did one in like 30 minutes. And I was like, it's wow. because she's been doing this for such a long time that it's like, it's something that just comes natural to, you know, to her. And like, compared to me, like, I, it was my first time and it took me like two hours. So it's <laughs> like, you know, people should get paid for this stuff because this is stuff that they perfected over the years and it's their work so that's why you know when I bring this stuff to my shop I really want to focus on working with like specific people or mm -hmm. you know just making sure that everybody's getting paid fairly out there because many times you know because they're just trying to sell they lower their prices and it's like no don't lower your yeah. prices like you know like this is gold like this is so amazing because um, you know, like they're just trying to make their day, sell some of their stuff. And it's like, no, like we want to make sure everybody gets paid fairly. That's why I try to like, you know, buy, um, in small batches, you know, a couple of different products and, you know, and, you know, they'll be good. Um, and then, you know, with like my huaraches, my huaraches is definitely something that's really expanded this year. Um, I started, um, with the Huaraches last year, I was able to find a vendor after like a year and a half. Um, wow. So when I started with the Huaraches, I think I started with like three different styles. Um, and uh, it was sizes from like five to nine. And now um, we are at like 12, I think our next shipments a total of like 15 different styles. And now we're offering um, more variety of sizes. So now we're going all the way up to a size 10. We're offering some men huaraches and we've added kids. So 
Um, being at the Berwyn shops really helped me expand different collections, different items, and really, like I said, meet people that are all ages and that like our products. Like I know I've gotten little kids buying like our hats or like our shoes. Like I had this little kid this weekend that he's like, I really like these shoes and they're my size. So he tried them on. He really wanted them. Um, but, you know, kids can't make those decisions. So the mom was like, okay, let's, let's shop around. He came back. He's like, I really want these. He's like, can you hold on to these? Like, I will be back for these. <laughs> and it's just so cute seeing how even like little kids get excited for like our stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And I want to see some um, upcoming videos of Doña Carmen on your social media on your next sourcing trip. Uh, yeah, no, that would be great to learn more about her story. Maybe see her in action. Um, I love it. I love it. You're making connections like, you know, these are real people, not only you from the business who people are buying from, but the artesanias, you know. So, I mean, it, it's, this product, these products are supporting multiple people within our community. So I love it. I love it so much. I love what you've been doing and seeing you grow. But and, you know, running a business definitely has a lot of different touch points, a lot of different things you need to handle um, and it's exciting, but it's also very, very hard. So, and I'm sure there's been a bunch of challenges, but if there's one that you can share, like what's one of the challenges maybe you faced, um, during your business, um, and then how did you kind of overcome it? Like that was maybe a significant one for you. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, trying to balance it out, like literally everything, like it's so hard, um, especially as a mom, you know, it's something that I don't talk about enough. Like, hey, like, I'm also a mom entrepreneur. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like, you know, like, I just watched the Barbie movie and, like, it talked, like, the part of, like, American Ferrero, which is, like, oh, like, we're women, like, we're expected to do this, we're expected to do that. Like, if we don't work, like, it's bad. If we work, it's bad, you know? So it's, like, mm-hmm. when I became a mom, I feel like, I lost myself a little bit, you know, like Mm. I was in the process of like figuring out who I was, but then I kind of like lost track and time, like trying to just focus on the baby. So when I started my business, just trying to balance it out was really hard because it's like, I just wanted to keep working and growing on it and like keep doing all these things. But I also had to kind of slow down because it's like, if I get so focused into something, like I would literally take up my whole day and like, I wanted more than anything to be a present parent. And, you know, when I go to Mexico, I can't take my kids just because it's so hard to like, you know, be sourcing be doing that. So it's like trying to, um, (laughs) yeah. Um, and then I've, you know, growing up, I've done everything by myself. Like, you know, as a first generation, uh, daughter, like I was the one who was figuring out everything for everybody else. I was the one who was reading the paperwork, you know, I was the one like, Hey, como se hace esto? And it was really hard for me to, you know, like rely on other people or like, you know, um, just like pivot or like, Hey, can you help me out? Um, but when I entered into the Berwyn shops, I really had to step out of my comfort zone and be like, Hey, I need help. Like I'm at a point where like, I can't do this anymore. And luckily I was able to rely like on my family, my husband, he's always been such a great support system for me. Like every single time I've decided to change career paths, like he's always been there. So like, yeah, you got this. My mom, you know, she's the one that helps me out with the kids. 
And now um, I have my brother or like my sister-in-law kind of helping me out sometimes at the store. And one of my really good friends, she's the one that's always like helping me with like whenever she sees me really busy, she'll be like shooting content and stuff like that. So it's like learning to ask for help was one of those things that was really hard for me because it's like, I can't do everything by myself. And as a small business, um, you know, like at the beginning, like you're fine, you know, like you'll be able to handle it all by yourself. But once you really start growing, it's like, okay, like I got to find people that are like in the same mentality as me or like looking to do the same things just because it's like a lot of people won't understand the hard work that we're putting into our business because they've never done it or they've never seen it. And I know like for me trying to explain this to my mom was really hard because I know she would see me sometimes like on my phone and it's like, I'm not just sitting here like chilling on my phone. Like I'm working on content and I'm talking back to people. Like I'm replying to people and like learning how to really balance it all was really hard. Um, luckily I'm at a point now where like, I feel like, you know, I've been able to kind of have a flow going, um, I started going to Mexico a little bit more often. So this last trip that I went to, I actually stopped, uh, I got stopped by customs <laughs> and they had to check me. So that was very like, ah, like, okay. Like, yeah, it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh crap, oh crap. Like what's going to happen. But it was also like, damn, I'm getting stopped by customs. Cause <laughs> I've been going a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't have huaraches because um, the huaraches I get from Sawayo, Michoacan, and every time I go out there, I usually get to like Mexico City and just go to like the pueblos around it, and Michoacan is like eight hours away, I think, from like Mexico City, so I'm like, I don't really go to Michoacan, yeah. um, but the vendor that I have there um, that I actually met on social media... <laughs> So, yeah, it was really scary. That was the only vendor that I have not met in person. But she is one of the vendors that I have the most communication with. Like, it is so funny just because it's like, you know, technology, like words brought us to like how we're able to meet people across the world and Mm -hmm. like work with them. So like my Huaracha vendor, like I said, it took me about a year and a half. And once I found her, I have not let her go. She like understands dance me to like the dot like I know right now we're working on the Sagrado Corazon collection and I asked her I'm like hey do you have any Sagrado Corazon guaraches and she's like no I do not and then she like sends me a picture she's like algo así and I was like it had like a big old cross and like like it was like no I don't think I want that like I just want one of the cute little Sagrado Corazon mm-hmm. like yeah so I sent her a picture and she um kind of like added it onto like the huarache style that she thought it would look cute and she like sent it to me she's like hey I just want to make sure this is what you want and I was like yes like it is exactly what I was looking for like she even like picked out like the huarache to make sure like it looked really nice with the design so like just being able to work with her has been amazing and you know she has great communication with me and it was just it's such a fun story to tell, you know, about how like it took me a year and a half to find someone and I ended up finding her on social media and we built this relationship online and, you know, it was very different than some of my other vendors. But now I'm able to say mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I have someone in Sawayomi Chacan and I'm hoping to eventually, you know, add more people on just because it's like it's such an um, amazing way to grow together and help each other out Mm -hmm. you know they're helping me out here you know with me being able to provide these things and I'm helping out you know over there because I'm able to buy in you know um mayoreo and like you know bigger 
bigger batches and things like that. Um, in our business, we really wanted to implement like a soul fashion concept. So that's why we get, um, you know, different collections, but in small batches. So we could, you know, offer the products that we, we need without over consuming or over consumption. Mm -hmm. Nice. No, yeah. And then I feel like I'm, what you say, like your excitement for like finding a vendor, someone, a partner you're going to be working with for like your products is so important. And maybe like we're just similar because sometimes, you know, when like sourcing these things, like for me, for like screen printing, you know, like, yes, it is maybe just a screen printer, but I feel like the whole interaction from beginning to maybe potential onboarding, because some people are just very transactional you know it's like yeah xyz or they can be very rude about like you know oh you don't know you know moqs or you don't know about this and that and that you know so when you find someone who you can connect with who is very helpful who you can build a relationship with i think also just makes a huge difference in how you can both kind of grow together because i mean you've probably you know met some vendors where you're like eh, this isn't the vibe when people are like, it's business. No, but like, you really do have to have like, a yeah, or, you know, like, <laughs> no. And I agree because like I said, I'm extremely intentional with the stuff I do. Like everything that I do, I've put an attention behind it. I make sure that, you know, it was, it was fun with like love. Like it was really good. Um, so when I go out there, I've gotten my fair share of very rude vendors <laughs> and yeah. I've gotten my share of like really good vendors that they're just amazing. They tell me like, I remember when I was actually in Mexico last time, um, I was looking for some plain hats for our workshop and you know, the person that I get them, you know, they're all hand painted and most of the time they don't have, you know, big quantities of just plain hats. So when I was out there, you know, I was really trying to shoot some like content and stuff. And I saw this, um, this lady, right. She was painting a hat on the side of the street. Um, she looked like a lot of people weren't buying from her. Like it was just her, like just, you know, sitting there, but I was like, it looks so cute how she was just working. So I was like, Hey, you know, like, let me ask her if she lets me, you know, record her. I don't have to record her face. Like I could just do like the yeah. process and you know, like I'll buy some hats from her. I'll buy maybe all of my hats from her this time. Like I'll switch a vendor just because, you know, she let me record her or something. And she was so rude. She was like, mm -hmm. no. And I was like, but I don't have to get your, she's like, no, no gracias. And I was like, le voy a comprar los sombreros también. She's like, no, no. And I was like, I guess then like, fine. Like I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, you know, going back to my guy and I was like, Hey, you have the hats. And he was like, yeah, but it's like, I would have bought a big quantity of hats from her if she would have been like, yeah, you know, like I could record, you could record my hands. Just don't get my face, you know, just because of privacy yeah. issues. Yeah, and yeah. I had, you know, been there all day recording other people. Like there was a person that did like um, the flowers on some of the hats. He let me record. He's like, oh, like I've had like a group of 40 people recording me and that was nerve breaking. So she's like, I'm fine with you. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then um, I know like there was this other interaction where like I was looking for some like mezcado bags and I was getting them from, um, from this lady. Right. And her grandson was there and he was trying to sell me some of his bags, but he was very pushy, like very like here, 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 here. And when I told him like, I didn't like them just because of like the styles, the colors he had, he got really upset and he just started talking shit in like another language. Um, Cause you know, a lot of them are indigenous people. So it's like, now, now it's, maybe or something. yeah. So it's un poco diferente. And I was just like, oh, I think he just like cursed me out and I didn't even understand it. I was like, oh, 
but then I mean I bought the stuff from his grandma so it's like why would you get mad like I'm buying the yeah. stuff from your grandma your grandma's like 90 years old like this is going to her um but yeah those are just some of like the experiences I've gotten because like I said Fun. people sometimes when you're from over here they'll just look at you like oh like I can put away chasnos or like less you know less you know up our prices and you know they'll try mm. to take advantage so um you know when I'm out there I usually don't go sourcing until like the next day or like two days later just because it takes me a minute for like my Mexican Spanish to kick in <laughs> um so yeah once you know I'm out there I talk about it a little bit more yeah the next day I feel very comfortable to like talk to people um I finally feel like I kind of blend in after so many times I mean I still obviously stand out there like where this girl from but um yeah. yeah my spanish has gotten a lot better um when i'm out there most of the time i go by myself sometimes i'll have my husband go with me um but from day one um the person who has helped me with my business has been one of my tias that again i've never met her in my life like we just oh, wow. met um for the first time when i went to mexico for well for that first time and when I met her, it was like, she was like my soul sister. Like I connected with her so much. She was like that one tia that was loud. She was crazy. She was like, let's do it. She was on, uh, spontaneous. She's a Taurus. So I love Tauruses. So we just like click. And I feel like if it wouldn't have been because of my aunt, I wouldn't been able to progress so much because it's so hard to find, you know, these places in Mexico, all the pueblos, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of traveling and you know most of the time it's just me like it's it's just me going out there so she's the one that's always like hey yeah like yo te acompaño she's my dama de compañía so you know she's the one that like hey you know this looks good this doesn't so it's like mm -hmm. you know just someone as a backup and now i've been able to kind of just bring her um on board too because i can't go to mexico you know every month so she's the one that's been helping me you know, go pick up that's some awesome. stuff, you know, go get some things and get them shipped to me. And it's somebody I trust. So that's one of, I think, one of the biggest things that's like brought me joy this year is being able to like bring on my aunt as, you know, one of my employees, even if it's in Mexico. Um, and then, you know, all the other vendors that I've added and, you know, we're hoping to eventually be able to hire someone in the store to kind of just, you know, take over like sales wise, you know, taking payments and things like that. And for me to be able to work on more events and things like that, just because it is very, like I said, <laughs> time consuming, overwhelming. So it's like trying to find the balance and all of that was definitely one of the things that was really hard for me just because, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. So it's just, it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, like having a Taurus, especially as a partner, they can negotiate. So that's a good oh, one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. We hire based off Zodiac signs. <laughs> No, I yes. love it. <laughs> and I mean, Aries sales, here we go. Um, so that's like definitely a really great combo. But so we keep mentioning this Berwin shops, Berwin shops. And so for people who are not aware of the Berwin shops, I just kind of wanted to share a little bit. So like I mentioned, Jennifer and I, we met, you know, starting off with like maybe like websites and then pop-ups, you know, here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, but then we are now both a part of what we call the Berwyn Shops, which is we have our own physical storefront. So for those who don't know, Berwyn Shops is an incubator program to help local makers, entrepreneurs, artisans take advantage of those big city opportunities in Berwyn, which is a suburb here in the Chicago area. And so the Berwyn Shops is comprised of 12, 12 by 15 cottage style, or we like to call she sheds. 
shops so you can have the experience of your own mini storefront for a seven-month term. And this year, you know, we were open. Our grand opening was May 5th. We're going to be open till December 2023, so the 24th Christmas Eve. Um, and after the seven months, the hope is that you graduate, you know, to your own traditional commercial space. So I'm so happy to see that Jennifer was one of the 12 businesses selected to the Berwyn shops this year. Like, it's definitely a process to even be selected. You know, you have to submit an application, your business plan, and then from that pool, they do 20 businesses are sent into, like, the final round where we have our five-minute Shark Tank-style pitch about your business and why you should be selected as one of the final 12 to have your own storefront. So, Jennifer, tell me, what was this, like, whole next new step and a big part of your business? What was the experience like for you from maybe thinking about applying applying business plan pitch making it like I know you had all the feelings <laughs> yes so it's such a funny story too because I actually never considered um applying to the Berwyn shops and the only reason why I applied to the Berwyn shops was because I saw one of their posts that said like, what would you do with like $10,000? And this was, I think like a week before we had to submit our application. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what would I do with like $10,000? Like I could do a lot, like I could really expand my business. And um, prior to, I guess, applying to the Berwyn shops, I was at a nonprofit organization uh, in the Northwest side. Um, so I was uh, working for an organization here, Belmont Cragen. I was their business resource coordinator. Um, I was brought on after the pandemic to kind of support businesses, you know, with um, getting back to on their feet after, you know, the pandemic resources, grants and things like that. And I was supposed to be there for a six month period um, because it was a grant based program. So when my grants finished in December, I was like, all right, cool. Like, what is the next step? Like, do I want to work here full time? Do I want to focus on my business full time? And because I was doing that, um, one of my coworkers, which I love and I will forever be thankful for, for Jessica, um, she was the one that was like really helping me with like my business during those six months. So I started off with like the concept of, um, you know, Artesania Saluna in 2022. And that's when I started testing products, but I never really took it something like where like I was taking it serious. It was just more like, okay, let's see where it goes. Like it's a fun hobby. But when I got to my job and I was seeing my coworker work with all of these businesses and like tell them about their business plan, I was like, why am I not doing these things for my business? So that's when I'm like, you know what? I think I want to focus on my business full time. So uh, last year in July, that's when I registered my business and I was like, yeah, let's take this serious. So um, I was like, let's go on all for it. And in July, I registered my business. I got my LLC. I created my business plan. I did basically everything we had to do. And then I went on to an entrepreneur training in Tampa on how to teach entrepreneurship. So it was like this hard core uh class training in tampa on like you know what entrepreneurship is how to teach it and this was because of my job so it's like you know programs that they send us out to like really grow uh really be able to work with all of these businesses and things like that 
so when this uh december came i really wanted to work with them full time but because they're a nonprofit you know they're salaried so it's like you know 40 plus hours and i have kids unfortunately like mm -hmm. i cannot do it as much as i wanted to do it so i was very like damn like what is what is the next step like what are we going to do next so then i saw the berwin shops flyer and i was like is this what's the next step like was this my sign and mm. I'm the kind of person that I love to follow signs. Like if I see it, like I'll like try to take, you know, like advantage of it and be like, okay, this was my sign. This was my opportunity. So I ended up applying to the Berwyn shops um, that last day. So the last day we had to submit applications. That's when I submitted my application. And I was terrified because like I said, I was barely in business for like six months, um, you know, going rogue probably like about a year. So I was a very new business, but I had the idea, I had the vision, I had, you know, my mission and I had my business plan because of my, my coworker and stuff that we had worked on it. So when I submitted it and, you know, got the notification that I was going to be one of the final 20 that were selected, I was like, oh crap, like we actually did it. Like we, we're here now, like, you know, like, okay, let's see where this goes. So then when we had to do that Shark Tank edition, it was terrifying mind you i'm very good at like public speaking you know speaking with people but it was terrifying the fact that i had to speak in front of like i don't know i think it was like 13 to like 15 20 i don't know people mm -hmm. and it was just nerve-wracking but it also felt very empowering for the fact that like i've been building up for that moment like i said i had gone for like an entrepreneur training i had you know done that stuff that i did with my job and it was just like, why am I so scared? Like, I know what I'm doing. So um, that day I was just like super terrified, but also very confident and I felt really empowered. And I was just, you know, like same thing I was telling you, you know, I was sharing my story and I just get so passionate <laughs> when it comes to the stuff I do that I guess, you know, the Berwyn Shops jury were able to see that. And, you know, we were selected as one of the 12 uh, vendors and now that we're in the Berwyn shops you know we really want to take advantage of this opportunity just because we're not going to get something like this ever again you know as a business um, and as someone that's worked with organizations like this before um, I'm forever thankful for these opportunities because it's people that are putting it together for somebody else and yeah like they're obviously you know they're getting paid like their salary or whatever but they're literally trying their best to make it work and i've seen that firsthand with the organization i used to work for because we would get so passionate so happy to see all of these entrepreneurs grow and be successful that it's like for us to have a program like this like i just feel so happy to be part of it because you know we're growing we're learning and we're getting to test different you know markets i know you know for me at least it's been really successful i've been able to really grow my business um i also started doing events uh last weekend i had my first event which is a sombrero workshop so we kind of um we brought on an artist that i've worked with before and uh, she taught a class on how to paint your own hat and that was a lot of fun because i really you know, I got to do something that I see in Mexico here. And it was just very like fulfilling knowing that it's like I'm sharing these experiences and people are getting to learn these things that I see mm -hmm. in Mexico. And then uh, next weekend, we're going to have our first networking event, you know, called Latina Talks, where, you know, it's a bunch of badass Latina women sharing their stories, what they're doing, and, you know, how they got to that moment. And more than anything, I just want to create 
a space where people can share their stories, just how I've been able to share mine, because we've gone through so many things as, you know, as women, as entrepreneurs, that it's like, it's so important to share that because we never know who we might inspire next. And that's what I want to do. You know, I want to inspire people to believe in themselves, que si se puede, because if I would have had something like that, you know, from an early age, I feel like I would have been unstoppable. That's why, you know, with my daughter, I tried to, you know, teach her all of these things, you know, explain what I'm doing, very non-traditional mom teaching styles. You know, like if you see my daughter, she will have a full on conversation with you. She's a little chismosa. And, you know, like, I know some people could find that intimidating, you know, like when it comes to like teachers or like stuff like that. Cause even me myself, like I remember an experience when you know at one of my jobs I had someone tell me like you just need to learn how to be quiet and listen but it's like I am being quiet and I am listening but what you're saying is not making sense to me so it's like how are you going to tell me to be quiet and listen and you know during that time I just like I was so in shock that somebody told me that that I literally just stayed quiet and I did listen but it still (laughs) didn't make sense to me so it's like you know if I were ever to get that opportunity again you know I would speak up and be like I'm sorry but you know can you just explain yourself again because you're not making sense it's not that I'm not listening it's just that you're not making sense and that's what I mean like I'm at a point in my life where like my confidence is at an all-time high like you know body positive wise you know even after having a kid you know I obviously didn't go back to the weight I was before having my kid um but even now like like hey you know we're body positive we love our body we love ourselves and you know if there's something that we're not happy with it's something that we could work with you know like I know for me you know I really try to like the way I eat or, you know, the way I do things, like really be intentional about those things. Um, Same thing, like I said, with like my business, everything that I'm doing, I want to be extremely intentional. And then when it comes to the Berwyn shops, it's just something that I feel like is going to provide an opportunity for next year that I can't even begin like where to explain it. So that's why, you know, I want to be doing these collaborations. I want to be working with other people, you know, to find my people more than anything to find my people, because it's like, we could try to work with a bunch of people, but sometimes it's not going to work out the way we want it to. And it's okay, just because we all have very different mentalities. But of all of those people, we will find that one or two or three you know, people that are going to be like, hey, like, we really link, like, we have the same mentality, we have, you know, the same beliefs. And I feel like that's one of the most important things, you know, when it comes to building relationships, which is finding like minded people that understand you and, you know, will, you know, go along with what you're doing and will support you. Same thing, you know, vice versa, you're going to be able to support them with whatever they're doing. And, you know, that's what I like the most about the Berwyn shops is just getting this exposure to meeting new people, doing new things without that full on risk, but still, you know, being able to succeed. Yes, for sure. And I mean, I think that's definitely important. And I love that we can curate these spaces, these safe spaces, but specifically for people who do look like us. I feel like, you know, especially us growing up is very limited on, you know, seeing not only just like. Latinas to look up to because before I feel like it was like, oh, Selena, you know, maybe a little bit, Evelyn Goria, maybe Jaylo, you know, but like entrepreneurs too. So I'm excited, you know, for this event as well. So for those of you guys who want to check it out, check out the Berwyn shops, come a little bit early to come shop. It's going to be the Latina Talks hosted um, with Shop GVXO, which is Jen's co-host of the Bien Chillin podcast. We will put a link down below so you can check out that podcast. And it's going to be a networking event para las comadres. This is going to be Sunday, August 6th 
from 4.30 to 8.30. So the uh, Berwyn shops are open from 11 to 4. Come shop. Come have a Sunday fun day. And then, so Work Mija is going to be there also with our amiga, our other shop neighbor, Evelia from De Mi Tierra, who is also on the Work Mija podcast. So she's episode 43. If after this episode you want to get to learn about her before coming to the event, and I'm so excited to be there, to be part of the conversation, and just to be surrounded with, like you said, other like-minded women, because I feel like especially when you're growing you know, your business, when you're growing, you know, as yourself, you very much have to surround yourself with those people. You might outgrow some other people who aren't on the same page with you, and that's okay. You know, grow with those who kind of have the same goals, the same missions, the same values. So I'm excited for those talks. And I will link the Eventbrite on this podcast as well, or you can go to um, Jen's link in bio. We'll have it on the Work Me Instagram but we can't wait to see you all there. And before we get into our fun lightning round questions, I have one last kind of bigger question for you, Jen. I know you probably have a list. And like you said, with the Berwyn shops, like you don't just like, that's just the next huge step in your business. But what goals, you know, do you have for Artesanias La Luna coming up that maybe you can share with us? Yeah, so um, last year when I went to that entrepreneur training in Tampa, it literally changed my life. Like I was there for five days and it was like a, like eight in the morning to like 8 PM kind of deal. So it was intense, but, um, I was one of the only Latinas that was there, especially a young Latina. I think Mm -hmm. it was just me and somebody else, uh, that we were kind of like the same age and we were both Hispanics, but we were literally in a room full of white people. And it was, very intimidating because it's like it it was somewhere where I felt like I didn't belong but it was also again very empowering because it's like damn like I'm here I'm taking up space like I'm doing this and I got to meet so many amazing individuals that when I was coming back on the plane (laughs) I came up with another business plan and (laughs) I you know, I've been having it for about a year and I just didn't know how to go about it or, you know, where to start or what to do. Um, so now that I've started implementing events and doing things like that, I'm super excited um, to start working on us. It's going to be kind of like a similar thing, but very different. So next year, I really want to finish incorporating everything that I've learned um, so I want to open up kind of like a event slash gallery space. Um, so I want to obviously, you know, have some of my stuff in there. Obviously not everything would be on there since I started on as an online business. So I'll have certain things there and then I'll have certain things, you know, on my online shop for Artesanias La Luna. But I also want to incorporate other businesses so other women-owned businesses here from like Chicago like this month I collaborated with Mirasol Accessories and GVOX so she's a sustainable fashion designer so I would want to you know have spaces for like five other vendors that are you know doing something similar um but also um not to a point where it's like overwhelming so it will still be a boutique style kind of store um but during the weekends we would host events uh like networking events, community events, markets, and things like that. So really just kind of putting everything that we've been doing into one place. I'm still trying to figure out if it would be under Artesanias La Luna, or we would uh, come up with a new name. I do have a couple of them in mind. 
Um, but that's kind of what we want to do. Uh, last month, actually, no, earlier this month, I got um, licensed for the sanitation manager license. So now I'm able to uh, sell food or like have food products. Um, so that was nice. When I was in Mexico, um, I got to get a lot of recipes of like things that we do here, but that were done different. So for next year, I definitely want to incorporate a little bit more food just because my husband's a chef. My mom has experience mm. in that. So like, you know, to be able to bring them on to really expand my team um, for next year. And like I said, create a safe space for us to be able to have uh, networking events and our stuff and things like that. So vamos a hacer un poquito de todo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's exciting. Everybody stay tuned. Stay tuned. We shall see. Okay. So before we end this very chatty fun podcast, I wanted to do some quick lightning round questions. You can answer the first thing that comes to mind. And so the first question is, what is your favorite me time activity? Um, Locking myself in the bathroom and doing any kind of self-care activity that I will not be interrupting for like the next hour and a half. You started with locking myself in the bed. I was like, where, where is this going? Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, next one. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Uh, don't make yourself small. Don't make yourself small for others. Um, I really had to learn how to channel my inner self and what I do and be proud of everything that I've been doing that I no longer want to make myself feel small for others. I love that. I love that. Okay. What is a piece of advice um, you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? Just do it. <laughs> just like <laughs> Nike, just do it. Because <laughs> sometimes I know like for me, my perfectionist size really kicks in and it's like, I won't want to do it. I'll double guess myself, you know, and as an entrepreneur, I've learned that stuff happens and you know, just do it, just do it. And you'll figure it out. Because if you sit there and think about it, wait too long, you might miss an opportunity. Yeah, I love that. I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your business journey? This can be a book, podcast, app, workshop, etc. <laughs> My resource is gonna have to go to Jessica, <laughs> my coworker. <laughs> Um, she is a business advisor at the Northwest Side Community Development. So she uh, works with businesses in the um, 60639 uh, area code and, you know, mm -hmm. the area code surrounding. And being able to work with someone like that literally changed me. Like she has such an amazing work ethic, everything that she does. You know, she's very inspiring. And I feel like my business wouldn't be where it's at now if I wouldn't, you know, gotten inspired by her to do all of the, you know, stuff I didn't want to do, which was like the legal stuff and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So having somebody like Jessica to kind of help you, you know, through your journey is, is amazing. And she does this with all these other businesses. Like it wasn't just mine because, you know, I was there, I was just there kind of just hearing her conversations and like grabbing on some like stuff. And it's like, Hey, Jess, what was this? Or what was that? So I feel like if it wasn't from Jessica, my business wouldn't be where it's at now. Mm, shout out, Jessica. Love it. Love it. And last question, where can listeners connect with you online? Drop all the handles, websites, addresses, yes. et cetera. <laughs> um, so our social medias for our business are all under Artesanias La Luna. So you guys can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. 
And uh, for our podcast, we are on Spotify on their Being Chilling podcast uh, with Jenny and Gani. Um, so we wanted to create a podcast for first generation Latinas, you know, who are going through changes, who want to be the change. And, you know, it's just uh, me and my best friend sit down and just have conversations, random conversations, you know, like the ones that you have with your best friend, where you're just going off topic, getting passionate, you're doing your thing. So uh, that's um, our podcast that we created uh, at the beginning of the year. And me and her have been uh, best friends uh, since seventh grade. We've known each other since third grade. So we, you know, we've been knowing each other our whole life. So we really wanted to create something where, you know, people feel like, hey, you know, like I know them, like I know what they're doing. You know, they feel comfortable with us and, you know, they want to put inputs. I feel like we all have very different mindsets and we all have had really different experiences. And like I said, when we start sitting down and talking about them, we have more in common than what we think sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I will link everything down below so you guys can check us out or check. I will link everything down below so you can check out Jennifer as well as her upcoming events, Latina Talks hosted at the Berwyn Shops. So we can see you guys in a person, but Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us on the Work Miha podcast. And for everyone listening, make sure to follow the Work Miha podcast, the Bien Chilin podcast, Artesanias La Luna, and make sure you keep up with more episodes. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Visit workmija.com, that's W-E-R-K-Mija.com to pick up your new favorite Chingona Fuel Cafecito Mug or our Bet On Yourself Mija and No Pares Mija apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Mija on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Mija podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.